welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 28th of January 2018, entitled, A Changeless God in Changing Times. And the Bible reading is taken from Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Let's go ahead and stand to honor the reading of God's Word as we read from Malachi chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. They may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers, and against false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts, for I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Father, thank you so much. Lord, as we have this privilege, this time to look into your word this evening, I pray, Lord, that by the power of your Spirit, that you would give us that which we need this evening, and we give you all the praise and thanks for it. In Christ's name we pray, amen, amen. And of course we find that this is a prophetic passage that is speaking of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in his first advent, actually prophesying of both John the Baptist, the forerunner, and Jesus coming. And we find that a subject that we have looked at a few times in recent time, especially if you've been here for part of the, uh, the Sunday morning Bible studies as we have looked at who is God. And one of the things that we have looked at is, of course, the immutability of God. We mentioned it this morning as we were reviewing some of the things that we had talked about in bygone weeks. And here in verse 6, he says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. We live in very, very changing days, to, to say the least. Some changes for the good and a lot of changes for the bad. Sometimes we feel like that we're the only ones, but I remember my dear grandmother, my maternal grandmother, lived to be 100 years old. And I remember thinking before she died, I tried to comprehend the changes that she had seen in her lifetime because there were no cars, there were no airplanes, there were not so many of the things that we just take for granted in everyday life. And I thought, wow, you know, during her lifetime, the cars, the planes, the space rockets going to the moon, all these things that she saw and the phenomenal change. But yet then I look at our lives and I look at how quickly things change. And, of course, we, we live in an age of high tech, and it seems like that 
the more change comes, the more change that, that, that comes after it. But change has always been. But in the midst of change, we also need stability. We need something that will give us consistency. We need things that we can be sure of, assurances, because sometimes the changes will give us uncertainty because we don't understand a lot of those things. Thank God this evening we can find that stability, that consistency, those assurances in a changeless God. He says, I am the Lord. I change not. His assurances can be found all through the Word of God. We've talked many times. I mean, sometimes, you know, we can, uh, we can, you know, look at things and we can feel certain ways about things and all of that, and we might have our own ideas. But in the end, this book that I hold in my hand is what is the ultimate judge. That's what we can get our assurance from. When God says it, we can count on it. Even our own hearts, he says, is deceitful above all things. We, we deceive our own selves. We can make ourselves think things that are so untrue. But one of the very foundations of our Christian life is the unchangelessness of God, his immutability. We look around, and, and I have absolutely no doubt that we have seen many changes in our life, and we'll see many moral, more. Moral changes is one. We see moral changes around us all the time, which I must admit that for the most part is not for good because the morals of the world seem to be plummeting right to the bottom. There used to be even those that didn't accept our faith in God, even those that did not accept this to be the Word of God. They still had moral standards about so many things that the world doesn't have anymore. We see so many scientific changes. And again, all scientific change of science is knowledge. But another thing that we've looked at recently is that any knowledge without God's knowledge is incomplete knowledge. So we thank God, but it changes all the time. You know, people are discovering new things, and things are changing, and they find out that the things that they thought were aren't really so at all, and, and it's continually changing. We've certainly seen a lot of political changes in recent times. We've seen things happen all around the world and in our own countries. But, of course, personal changes come to all of us. For some, it's old age that gets closer and closer and begins to, uh, to creep up on us. For others, it's young age and children and new children and children facing new schools and new challenges. For some, it's marriage and finding that person they're going to live the rest of their life with. Many times, it's changes in our employment, our jobs, or even unemployment for some. Changes, changes, changes. Our life is made up of changes. Things don't stay the same. Matter of fact, it would be pretty mind-boggling sometimes we just stop and consider all the things that have happened in our one life, our single life, especially in all those lives around us with all these things that are constantly changing. We just need to grab hold and realize that God says, For I am the Lord, I change not. I believe it was the Apostle Paul, but whoever was uh, inspired by God, it's God's Word. And in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. You see, 
It's great. It gives us that consistency, that stability to know we don't know what the future holds. Sometimes we even think that we've got things figured out that turn out to be completely different from what we thought, but in all the changes around us, in all the changes that we face, we can have that consistency of knowing that our Lord is with us and that He doesn't change. You see, we know about the Lord's grace. We know that it's by His grace that we're saved. We know how, how gracious that He is towards us, and that's what we, we see it ending on here. I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. We would all be consumed if we had what we deserved. But what if the Lord could change? What if He's been treating us with grace all this time and suddenly it wasn't there? What about His forgiveness? What if God could change His mind when He's promised you that he will forgive you your sins if you ask him to based upon what Jesus Christ did for you. But what if he changed his mind about just one sin and said, no, I'm not going to forgive you for that one? What about God's power? We know that, again, one of his attributes is omnipotence, his holding the power of the universe, having all power. But what if that could change and suddenly there was somebody or something that was more powerful than him. You see, we know these things about God, but they still would not be very assuring if we didn't have the confidence that he is the Lord and he changes not. James said in James chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom... There is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. All good gifts are from Him. They come down from Him, and we can count on that. If, if God could change, we made this statement this morning, it would imply that in some way He could get better, or that He had changed His mind about something because He had forgot something. It would imply that something was missing. You see, because of who God is, His very essence, He cannot change. When we begin to apply that truth, and that's what I just want to give you a few thoughts this evening to kind of bring that down very personal to us, and I've just listed four things that I want us to make application of this simple thought, for I am the Lord, I change not. In our country, in our community, in our church, and in each and every one of us as congregants in that congregation. You see, stop and think for a moment. As we even gathered here tonight and we look around this congregation that's here tonight, we come from different parts of the world, many of us. We didn't all start out in the same place. But the one thing that we can know for sure is that as we here are making our homes in this land of Britain right now, it's a land that's been so blessed of God for so many years. You see, the gospel has been preached from corner to corner in this country. Souls have been saved. Churches have been established over many years, and some of them still hundreds of years later they're going on. Missionaries have been sent from this little island all over the world, from this little tiny homeland. But things have changed. You see, 
For the most part, there is no longer a fear of God in this land that we live. There's no longer the day when God's Word is held in reverence and people treat it with the respect that it's due because they honestly believe that it is God's Word. In simple terms, as a nation, we have turned our back on God. Thank God. I, I honestly believe that even as we gathered here tonight, that it is that remnant, that remnant that are still on their face before God, that remnant that is still praying and seeking God's face that makes a difference even in this land today. Therefore, I am the Lord. I change not. The same God that makes that promise to us tells us in Second Chronicles 7.14 that if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Can this land be healed? Yes, it's changed, but it's still the same God, the promise of an unchanging God, that if we'll humble ourselves, he can still change this land that we live in. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent to change his mind. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Is it possible for God to say anything and not keep his word? Or hath he spoken and shall not make it good? You see, we can rest on the promise of God. The promise of Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You see, I can remember hearing that. I remember back in my very early ministry. It's a verse that is quoted time and time and time again. But do we recognize those are the words of God, the God that changes not. He will. He can heal this land. I don't care how far it's gone away. He can bring it back. It can be healed. The same unchanging God that never breaks his promise. That promise is in God's word. And if we'll do as he says there, God will do as he has promised to do. It may amaze us what God would do in this land or any of the countries that we may have made our homes in. It would amaze us if we could see what God would do if his people, his people, would just do as he's promised them right here. If his people really would humble themselves and pray and repent of their sins and turn back to him, he says, for I am the Lord, I change not. That promise is still good for us today. Just as God has so greatly blessed. You know, it's amazing even to go back. How can a little island like this have such an effect around the world? We even go back and we can read during the war times when so many times the odds were stacked completely against them. But it was God that would bring in that, 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 that fog that nobody could see. It was God that would do this and, and change that. And so many times God's hand, his providence in place. We may not be able to change this country overnight. But what I want us to grasp is that the God that says, I am the Lord, I change not. We can make application of that. It means exactly what it says. God can change it. But if God's going to change it, 
is going to begin with us. And you see, this country is made up of communities all around this country, community after community after community. How has our community changed? You see, I've seen almost mind-boggling changes in the community right here where our church is located. I've seen this, this community change so much. I've been here. I've been here when the place was packed full of the kids from this community simply because that we invited them to come in. Our community, as we go door to door to door now, there are very few that know of the gospel truths that we proclaim. We say that the majority of our community is now Muslim, and that is true. But I've got news for you. As we go door to door to door to door out there, there are a lot of Muslims. But you'll also meet Buddhists, and you'll meet Sikhs, and you'll meet people from all these other religions from all around the world. Our community has changed immensely. And you know what? Our community will continue to change. But God doesn't change. He's still the same God. This building was built here in 1931 because there was a great revival. There were so many people saved in the, in the tent meeting that they, they had to build a church. They built this church, and it's still here today because of the faithfulness of many that have stayed by the stuff even as the world around them has changed, as the community around them has changed. What other religions will we have to contend with May I say to you, it might be the Muslims next door, and it might be the Sikhs on the next corner, and it might be the Buddhists, and it might be all these other religions, but may I say to you, He is the Lord and He does not change. His Word will still change hearts and lives. If this country is truly going to change, it's going to begin by being concerned about our community where God has placed us. God can change this community. Yes, it will change of its own accord, but the only way that it's going to change for God when it begins with our church. Our country can change and our community can change, but it's going to begin with us in this community because we are the body of Christ here. We are the place that God has put here. There have been many over the years. When I came here nearly 30 years ago, the Muslims were trying to buy this building then to turn it into a mosque. There were many that would have liked to seen them just give up. There have been many over the years, well, why don't you pack up and, and move somewhere else where that you're more accepted in the community? I believe with all my heart God has us right where he wants us to be. He's brought each and every one of us together. He's brought us from all over the place to be a part of his work right here, right now. Our country can change and our community can change, but it needs to begin with us in this church. God has blessed us. Some of you have been added this past year and some of you in, the, in, in recent years. Thank God for the souls that we've been saved. Thank God for those that we've seen follow the Lord in, in, in baptism. Thank God for those that He's added because, because God brought you here. And God has brought others here. 
We want him to add to this fellowship as he sees fit. We want to do what we should do for him, but we're not here to entertain, to build up big numbers just for the sake of it. We're here to see God's work. You see, God says, I am the Lord. I change not. As the years have gone by, others have gone out from this place. We've seen others that have gone out that are preaching God's word in other places now, that are serving in missions in other places now, that are working with youth in other places now. You see, the Lord says, I am the Lord. I change not. What the Lord has done in the past, he can still do today. There's a time when this building was packed out, standing room only. Guess what? The same God is still on the throne. He hasn't changed. He's the one that built this church. Thank God for those that have gone before us, but it's you and I that are here today. We can't base our future upon what those before us have done. We can thank God that they were there and that God's brought us here, but what does God want to do with us? You see, are we prepared to follow the church's charter? Almost any successful business, they have a charter, something that they're based upon. Well, God gives us his charter. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, he says, and they talking about the first church in Jerusalem, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. They continued steadfastly. Are we willing to be steadfast to the doctrines that he has given us? Are we willing to be steadfast to the things that we have with each other in our own fellowship? Are we prepared to do that? Are we prepared to obey the church's commission? Because, you see, we can build all kinds of programs and we can do all kinds of exciting things, but he's the one that told us, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Folks, that doesn't leave any question as to what our commission really is. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 23 and 24, but we preach Christ crucified, Unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. We sure live in that day today. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. You might have your various backgrounds, but once you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Are we willing? Are we willing and prepared to follow the church's charter and the church's commission? Are we prepared to abide by the church's conduct that God has given us? You see, in 1 Peter 1.15, he says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. He also tells us in Acts chapter 2, verse 45, and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. In 1 John 4, 21, he says, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying God gives us the way that we should be conducting our lives. We should be trying to live 
the godly lives, the holy lives that he expects of us. We should be looking out for each other more than even for our own selves. We should have a love one for another that is that unconditional love that is there just as God loves us. Are we willing to conduct ourselves as he wants us because he says, I'm the Lord. I change not. I've promised. I will change your country. I will heal your land. If you, you, my people, the ones that are called by my name, if you, if you're the ones that are willing to humble yourselves, if you're the ones that are willing to turn from your sins, if you're the ones that are willing to pray and seek my faith, I will heal your land. And it'll start in your community. And it'll start in your church. But it'll start with each and every one of you. Because you see, the church is not this building. The church is a congregation. Each and every one of us are congregants. We are individuals, and that's where it begins, folks. It doesn't begin with the person next to you that's part of this church. It begins with me. That's where it's going to start. You see, this is a very personal application today. God is saying to each of us individually, I am the Lord. I change not. We just started a new year on the calendar. Do you think that in 2018, do you think that there'll be some disappointments for you as a person? Undoubtedly, someone will let you down. Someone that you counted on just simply won't fulfill your expectations of them. You see, our God is eternal, though. That means there never was a time, never, that he wasn't there. It also means there will never be a time that he's not there. No matter who else lets you down, the Lord said, I am the Lord. I change not. In Psalm 90, verse 2, he says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Before anything else existed, he was still the Lord. He was still God. Don't tell us thing about it before. It's that eternal God that is our refuge. He is our refuge. I know you'll face disappointments. I'll face disappointments. But we've got a God that will be there with us every step of the way that will never, ever, ever let us down. Disappointments, undoubtedly. Will there be some doubts? Most assuredly. There'll be times when nothing seems clear. <laughs> you just can't figure it out. Times when we maybe even doubt whether we can make it through this situation, this difficulty, this problem. But Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory 
by Christ Jesus all your needs, every one of them, whatever they are, not according to what you have or don't have, according to his riches and glory, and he'll do it by Jesus Christ. Sure, there'll be some doubts, but remember, he said, I am the Lord. I change not. I have promised that I will meet all of your needs. Just as he cared for you in the past, he cares for you today, and he'll care for you in the future. Will there be disappointments? Yes. Will there be doubts? Undoubtedly. Will there be difficulties? <laughs> Will there be difficult days to face? Remember, not only has our God promised that he is the Lord and that he changes not. He is the one that is omnipotent, that holds the power of the universe in his hand. He said in Revelation 19.6, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. He's the one that's sitting upon the throne. He's still on that throne. He doesn't change. He is the all Powerful one. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The power that made the world, the universe, and everything that existed. John 1, 3 says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The power has saved us. Hebrews 7.25, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God. By him, by Jesus, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. He's always there. He's always available. He will still save just as he's always saved. I am the Lord. I change not. Will there be decisions that you have to make? Tough ones, most assuredly. Psalm 147, verses 4 and 5 says, He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord, and of great power, His understanding is infinite. You need to make a decision? <laughs> Guess who knows the right answer? We don't always know, but God is always there. Acts 15, 18 says, Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. God knows everything about you, everything that you've ever done. He not only knows it from your beginning when you came into this earth, he knows it before he ever created you in the first place what you were going to do, and he still loves you. He still loves you in spite of it all. James says in James 1.5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. This is the book of wisdom. God has the answers. He's got all of the answers there. Do we need assurance in these changing times? As we 
approach this, this new year, I believe, as we see the world around us, if you mind the lingo, going to pot, going downhill, as we see it going farther and farther away from God, God's promise that he will heal this land is still true. But he'll do it a community at a time. And in our community, he'll do it with his church. That's who he does his work through. That's what he's working through on this life. And if he's going to do it through this church, he's going to do it with you, each individual congregant that's part of this assembly here at Bethel. For the disappointments, he's always there for you. For the difficulties, nothing is too hard for our Lord. For the doubts, He's promised to supply all your needs with a decision. He's got perfect wisdom. He's willing to impart that to you. He said, for I am the Lord. I change not. But of course, as we look around, may I remind you this also. As far as I know, you all know the Lord. Of course, there could be some others out there listening to this via the Internet that, that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John 1, 1.5 said, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. You may be living in a darkened world, but our God that never changes, he is the light of that world. He is absolute and he's perfectly holy. In him there is no darkness. Sin is an abomination to that God. Deuteronomy 25, 16 says, For all that do such things and all that do unrighteously are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Listen, God hates sin because sin destroys you. Sin destroys your relationship with him. But he wanted to take care of that sin problem for you, and that's why Jesus came and died on the cross so that that sin that is an abomination to God, you can never face him with that sin. And you're not alone. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You may match up great with other people. You may be better than most of the Christians that you know. But that's not the important thing when it comes to the perfect glory of God. You miss the mark. Every one of us misses the mark. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's still hope. We read those passages in Revelation this morning. One day, one day, we will all stand before that holy God. But God keeps his promises. And God is the one that told each and every one of us. Not only does he say, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, lest any should boast. He's also said, with, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Aren't you glad that God never changes? We know who our God is. He's never going to change his mind. He's never going to do it differently. We've got it right here. And I believe with all my heart, as I stand here this evening, I believe there still is hope for our land, 
for our community, for our church, for each and every one of us individually, because God is who He is. We may keep messing up. We may keep getting things wrong, but we've got to depend upon Him. God will still keep His promise, and He'll do it through you. Father, I thank you this evening, Lord, as we're just reminded of this simple promise, and I realize, Lord, that even in some of the things that we've been looking at in our Bible study time, that, Lord, you reminded me of this, and you brought me to this passage of Scripture. Lord, I believe this evening that it was just for some practical application. It's one thing to know that you're an unchanging God. But what does that mean in our day-to-day life? Lord, I believe you want to do a great work in this land, in this community, in this church, in each and every one of us as individuals. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to grab, grasp hold of this promise this evening. Make a difference in our lives, Lord. And it be- can begin with those that are right here this evening. It's not going to begin in somebody else. It's going to begin in me. Lord, may we truly, truly take this promise to heart, apply it to our lives, take you for your word. Lord, may you take our lives and do with it as you would. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.